Hey guys, it's Sam. Thanks so much for hanging out and listening to us. Just a really quick announcement. I'm sure you've already noticed, but we are going to go back to episodes being released every other week. Um, We found for us in our really busy schedule with all of our projects that it's kind of working best for us. So meantime, um, we hope you keep listening and you keep enjoying the story and we'll catch you every other week. Welcome to me in. Ha <laughs> ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour you an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Carriage Rest Inn. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Mike, and to my left we have. Hello, this is Ryan. I'll be playing Kincaid the Sorcerer. Uh, last episode, those evil pirates used a coin to bait me, a reverse fishing, if you will. Mm-hmm. But Kincaid got the last laugh because he totally set their boat on fire. It was a good time. Uh, and Kincaid also delivered Nick Cannon to <laughs> Captain Brandon to help fortify the ship. Via. Via, what do we call her? Mariah Karen. Yeah, Mariah Karen. <laughs> Hey, everybody. This is Nick. I play Vaso, the half-orc barbarian. In the last episode, Vaso was very conflicted because he wants to close that rift, <laughs> but also he realizes that, you know, Eldwin is from Dorma, and so he, he's a little conflicted there, so... Hey guys, it's Sam. I am playing Red, formerly known as Woods, the Elven Ranger, and I'm a little upset at Nick because I thought where you were going with that, you were conflicted because your friend just ran through the rift. Nope, it was it all about a girl. It had nothing to do nothing with that. Nothing to do with <laughs> me. Nothing to do with I'm, that. Did you hear me? I like chuckled when you started talking and then I instantly got sad. Yeah. Uh, well, Hose before bows, am I right? I'm done with all of you. Absolutely not. You were a bow. You I, weren't. I'm a bow. Mm. And I meant the gardening tool, by the way. Oh, a bow? Yeah. No, the hoe. The hoe? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, kids. So, so Red is currently, she ran back into the rift um, after her and Vaso got into it again because he wants to close the rift and she just can't get him to see the light, I guess. So we're actually going to pick up with Woods inside Dorma last episode, you had ran through Dorma with Durin, the guard, to kind of help block out the Danoa that were attacking the barricade. Go ahead and roll initiative as we're just going to jump right into combat. And it is just Woods because Vaso didn't go into the rift. Uh, You did not go in the rift. So I have a 16. uh, 16. So go ahead and add that. And actually, I am going to have Nick and Ryan go ahead and roll initiative as well. Nick got a nine. Am I rolling it for Kincaid or somebody else? Somebody else. 13. Who am I? Do you want me to just put their names on here? Yeah, just put their names so we know who that is. Am I adding anyone else to our... Did you put a picture of this on the website? I got to put a picture of this on Instagram. I have not. Um, But my monster's got an 11. Okay. So the scene is... Woods, you appear up at the barricade. There are a couple other guards from the elves that are kind of 
trying to hold the barricade. Out in the ocean, you see that there is a pirate ship that is currently on fire. Okay. <laughs> but what is coming towards the barricades is these kind of like crab monsters. Think about a human-sized crab, and they are storming the barricades. And then there's also more coming out of the water. Fantastic. Um. First up is Woods. Well, she is going to cast Hell of Thorns on these crab guys, and we're going to shoot a bow. How's that sound? Yep. How does Hell of Thorns work again? Hell of Thorns works the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends. This spell creates a rain of thorns that sprout from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the targeted of the attack and each creature within five feet have to make a deck saving throw, and then they do one d10 piercing damage on a failed save. All right, so you're just gonna kind of shoot it into the crowd. Yeah, so I'm just gonna—I mean, I'm gonna point it towards one. Maybe there's a couple clustered together. So we gotta shoot it first. Ooh, that's gonna be a 27 to hit. That hits. Six and seven is 13. And then they need to roll a dexterity save. saving throw. That's yep. everybody within five, five feet, feet of them. Yep. All right, so it's going to be two deck saves from my monsters. Uh, eight and an 11. Oh, they both fail. So they're going to take 10 additional damage. All right, and then I'm going to shoot. I'm going to hit him again. And I crit failed. Okay, but you Ooh. have your magical bow. I have my magical yeah. bow. Right, let's pull the little crit card fails. Uh, crit, card, crit, card, yeah. crit, card, crit, card. It's a range card. attack. So this one's a little target on it. Took it out of you. Your next attack deals minimum damage. What's minimum damage? That would be the lowest, lowest. damage you could do on the next hit, we'll say. On the next hit, okay. So a one plus your modifiers. So Sam's still going to do like... She's going to do like... Yeah, she's going to be like... So still kill it. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Vasa, you're just playing a basic fighter in this one, so you're going to only have melee weapons. Okay. And you're just going to have... Let's do modifiers of plus three for you guys. Does okay. that work for you? Yep. Sure. We're both fighters. Yep, we're both just simple fighters for this combat. All righty. Um, so I guess I will run up to the closest enemy... That's near me. I guess it would be a one of those crab things. Your character hurls over the barricade, swords out. Go ahead and make your attack. All right. Uh, nine. <laughs> nine misses. Okay. And any... Just one attack. Just one attack. Just one nice attack. Nice and simple for you guys. Yep. So question about Vaso. Can he see what's going on from where he is? You cannot. You are in... I can't remember. Are you still in the cave? Yes. Yeah, you can. So I'm like in the back of the cave, like kind of trying to watch the rift. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of kind of watching see if anything comes through. So yeah, you can't see anything. Okay. Cuz they're fighting at the mouth of the cave which you've already established kind of is like a curve. Like you can't see the mouth of the cave from inside the cave. Okay. Cuz the walls turn. Okay. So I, if a creature did come through, I'd be able to see it before it comes through the rift. Yeah, so you'd be okay. able to see a creature if they come through, but it's going to be a while until they get there. Okay. Just They're not going to get there. We're going to stop them. That's possible. You never know. I, I mean, after that roll that I just did, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Can we name you Kevin? Kevin. Yeah. Kevin swings and misses. And now there is a creature right in front of him and is going to reach out with one of its pincers. It's going to try to fight Kevin. A 17, which I assume is going to hit armor class. And let's go ahead and say that they've got. Or fighters. They're fighters. 40 damage. So they have 40. Uh, 50 damage. 50 hit points each. We'll say for what, your fighters. What's our armor class? Uh, uh, 16. 16? That seems good to me. Yeah. Sorry, that's just what mine is. No, you're fine. I was, I'm trying to make, make him, them equal. Yeah. Trying to make them reasonable. I feel like they'd have more armor, but maybe not do as much damage because they're not 
adventurers like you guys, but they are fighters, you know. Okay. Sounds good. 17 hits your armor class, and it deals you seven bludgeoning damage. Oof. And it's kind of got you wrapped up in its pincer. Great. And my other monster is now going to move in, and it's going to start just attacking the barricade because it doesn't know what else to do. So it's going to start hitting the barricade, and you see it's starting to splinter, and you think it's probably going to hold up for one more round before that barricade is eliminated. That brings us up to Kincaid's character. Who is Kincaid's character going to be? We got Kevin and... I guess I should be Laura. You should be Laura. I'll be Laura. Yeah, Laura. Way be Laura. better. Laura has a thing for Kevin, so she's going uh-huh. to uh, they, they jump the us. hurdle. So seeing and... Kevin jump the hurdle, Laura's falling or <laughs> oh, attacking yeah. the same target. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Laura is swinging with her scimitar. Scimitar it is. I love it. Heck she yeah. would have a scimitar. Laura's Six. a badass. Six. <laughs> You're very concerned about Kevin? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> you uh, get in there and you're like, Stabbing the pincer <laughs> doesn't quite do anything. I'm gonna reach in my bag and pull out my hot butter and throw it at the crab creature. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for butter. You have like crackers. Like little... Yeah, I'm a little... little crab crackers. Durin in the back is not going to actually attack and said he's going to be giving out orders. And you notice that there are a couple of other archers back there with woods. So he's going to direct two of them to shoot at the same monster that Kevin and Laura are fighting. One of them hits for eight to damage, and that is what's going on for them. And that brings us up back to the top of the order. All right, just keep on chucking away with Luja. So 15 to hit. 15. She's hitting the same one she hit before. Which is the same one Kevin attacked. So you guys yeah. are all attacking the same one. 15 misses, though. All right, and we're going to go one more time for 25. 25 hits. 10 damage plus another 8d8 for Callus Slayer, and that's going to be 7 damage. So 17 damage total. You're starting to see some cracks appearing on this crab-type creature. Are you doing any movement, or do you have a bonus action or anything like that? Uh, no, I just attack twice is my bonus action. You have multi-attack, which means on the attack action, you take two, two attacks. attacks. Oh, can I attack a third time as a bonus action? Um, if you are doing melee, you can use an offhand attack, but you're not doing melee. No. I mean, no, there's something I'm just... Mm. Gonna... Supposed to have minimum damage. Oh, she is dang to have it! Damage. Good call. Thank you. So take that seventeen off. So it should just be seven. Inspiration for being a team. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna do it just because Whoa. I always feel bad. No, don't give him pity Whoa. inspiration. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I pay attention. Now it means nothing. Our inspiration means nothing. Making it rain inspiration cards up in here. For <laughs> that podcast. I need to remember to do this. So thank you for the help. Here's another, just kidding. <laughs> you get inspiration. Keep them coming. You get inspiration. All right, minimum damage. Are you doing anything for a bonus action or movement? No, I'm going to stay where I am. Knowing Wood, she's probably going to shout out some orders as well. Like, move over here. Take this guy. Close yep. that gap. Sounds there's good. a boat on fire. I don't know. I have you, no idea what she's are talking you tell about. Tell people there's a boat on fire. I mean, everyone can see it, I'm assuming. Sure. So, yeah, I'm done. Kevin, it's your turn. All right, um, Kevin's just going to swing again. Man, I hope Kevin and Laura make it. <laughs> uh, 12. 12 still misses. We're getting better. We're having some real trouble hitting, wow. hitting these monsters. Yeah, uh, not, not doing too good. Are you going to move? Are you going to stay there? Yeah, he's just going to stay there. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, whatever. Enemy already has Kevin in its grasps, so it's just going to squeeze. So it's going to be an auto-hit. So you're going to take another 10 bludgeoning damage as you're slowly being crushed by this pincer. Oh, the other one is going to continue its fight on the 
barricade and that barricade gets demolished. So it's going to start being able to move in towards Woods and the Rangers in the back. But you guys also then see something sneaking up behind them, which is a lot smaller. And it's got a really big like bullfrog, like throaty area. I'm going to get that checked out. Yeah. Yep. But it does not do anything yet, but that's just what you notice. And that brings us up to Laura. Kevin, my love, I will save you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saving you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For the listeners, you rolled a five. All right. So you guys are doing a great job keeping this monster distracted. Yeah. For the archers to How do their job. How bad is that? <laughs> Top of the order. So what's well, Dur- getting- Duran's going to go, and he's going to direct his- Now he has to go he because to go. you guys aren't doing anything. Don't kill Kevin and Laura. <laughs> Don't kill Kevin and Laura. Duran is going to start by saying- Continue your fire on the crab creature, but then he notices that little bullfrog-looking creature. And he says, get the creature, get the creature, silence it before it alerts. And as he's saying that, you see the creature, and he lets out this kind of, gets halfway through this, like, howl, like this alerting howl. Then all of a sudden, it's just dead silent all around you. There's no noise. You can't hear yourself breathe. Uh, You can't hear the heartbeat. You can't hear the clashing or anything. And then you look over and Woods, I think you've casted silence before. Uh-huh. You would have noticed that one of the rangers had used its action to cast silence okay. over the battlefield. So it's very awkward now because you guys are now dealing with absolute quiet, but you're still in the middle of a battle. And that brings us up to the top of the order. Nat 20. Okay. That's going to hit. I assume you're shooting the same one that's got Kevin. Yep. So 25 is my max. And a D8 for Callus Slayer is going to be another four. Four, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to shoot it again. And I got a 24. Hits. Um, oh, my God. Seven and seven is what? 14. 14. 14. Woo, 14 mm-hmm. damage. Okay, sounds good. He's still not quite dead, but he is looking very shattered at this point. But basically, his exoskeleton's gone, but he's still a creature underneath it. I'm in, can I move? Yes, you can move. Where are you going? Uh, can I go through the rift? You can start moving towards the rift, but you are going to need at least two move actions to get that far. Next, okay, I'm going to go halfway. I'll also point out that you will be leaving the battle because of the way like the walls angle and turn. Like, you won't be able to see the battle if you go to the rift. Okay, change your mind. Okay. The crab is holding Kevin. Correct, still holding Kevin. I'm going to yell to Laura. Laura, go get Vaso. So you try to yell, but the battlefield oh, yeah, is silent. silent. So you try, but you and don't I'm like hear waving my arms like and putting like a V up, like trying to spell Vaso, like which they only know him as Max, so it's I, really weird. That is so true, but I can't remember this. Okay, well then that's just a failed attempt. That brings us up to Kevin, All right, fighting uh, for his life. Yeah, Kevin's just gonna <laughs> swing again. Hopefully, he lands one. <laughs> Ten. Okay, still not quite there. You're hitting like the last remaining shells of this exoskeleton that Woods has been annihilating, but I only dropped it by a couple, not seven (laughs) or something, whatever it is. So still a miss. Swinging and missing. I guess he'll try to break free this time. Okay, we'll do competing strength checks to see if you can break free and try to, are you going to try to run away or are you going to just try to break free? Uh, He's just going to try to break free. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead, competing strengths. We'll just do your straight 20 plus, we'll just do the same plus three. Uh, 17. You beat its five, so it's starting to really feel tired, so you are able to break free of its grapple. Okay. So next time it will have to try to hit you, if it wants to hit you. Okay. Which is going to try to hit you. 
Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, does a 13 hit your armory class? It does not. All right, so it misses. Yay. All right. He's not going to die yet. And then the other monster creature is going to close the distance, and it's going to attack Woods with a pincer attack. Now that it isn't by the barricade anymore. I got a critical, so you're definitely getting hit for 22 bludgeoning damage. Woo! I love how she uses tally marks. Yeah, I don't know I'd, why you wouldn't. I just subtract. Yeah, I just use math. It's a lot faster. I disagree. <laughs> the bullfrog creature in the back is going to start moving in towards the center of the barricades, and then it's going to let out a psychic screech, or it's going to try to, but you guys see this like bullfrog belly like uh, go big, and then it lets out, and you can like feel the wind, but there's no sound. So nothing happens. And it looks very defeated. And that brings us up to Laura. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not watching us, he just smiled. Kevin, I love you. What did no. you get? The two. You still <laughs> <laughs> I also enjoy how you are done talking into the microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm defeated. My what? dice suck. <laughs> there we go. All right. This one's going to be my hot one next time. Uh, okay. Sounds good. All right. Laura is not doing, not doing much. And then Ugh. we're going to have the archers that were with Woods are going to drop their bows and pick up some swords and attack the creature that is attacking Woods. Only one of them hits to deal 10 slashing damage. If Woods goes down... It's Kevin and Laura's fault. It's Kevin yeah. and Laura's <laughs> fault. Kevin. I'm going to roll a new character up named Brett. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that brings us up to the top of the order, Woods. All right. So am I in... This thing's attacking me, right? You're in melee. I'm in melee, so I'm going to pull out my sickles, yeah, which stinks. Uh, I got a 16 and 8, which is what? a 24. 24. That hits. 8 damage. Callus Slayer gives me another 7. And I'm going to do offhand attack 15. Misses. Okay. You get multi-attack with your... And then I get to go again on my right hand. Uh, 19. Hits. Six. Don't you roll your normal damage for your main hand? You attack I twice. did. It's one d four plus five. Oh, I rolled the one. That makes it six. Six. Okay. It's. I'm not very. My. I'm a ranger. Oh, uh, gotcha. You're not as good with your. I'm. I'm just melee. not. Yeah. I'm. I'm all dexed. All right, Kevin. Redeem yourself, Kevin. I know. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Thirteen. Thirteen is going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Now right. see if it's enough to actually kill the monster. <laughs> yeah, which one am I rolling for <laughs> attack? Let's see. Or they're using swords. D8. D8, D8 yeah. plus three. We're just keeping plus threes. Uh, Five. Five damage. Okay. With your five damage, you're able to remove the rest of the exoskeleton. So it's just this more soft crab creature, but it's still a creature. It's not looking too powerful at this moment, but it's still up and running. And it's going to attack you very weakly. Eight. Nope. And then Woods, you're going to get attacked. Great. Uh, 24. Yeah, that hits. You're taking nine bludgeoning damage. And this time it's going to grapple you in its claw because it senses you're trying to run away. And then the creature character, realizing that it can't make its primary attack, kind of looks defeated. It doesn't have a very strong claw attack, but it's going to use it anyways. But it crit fails. So let's see what happens to it. I get to draw a card. I'm excited about this. <laughs> Cut to the quick. If this attack was made with the claw, your damage is reduced by 1d4 for a minute. His attack is 1d4, so he's just going to do four piercing damage if he ever hits. His attack is 1d4 plus four. Oh, okay. And I need to reduce it by 1d4. 
So it's going to work. There you go. Four. <laughs> All right. And that brings us up to Laura. It's so weird not having background music in our ears now. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it's so weird. Because it casts a silent spell, so I'm trying to. I like... know. Yeah, but it's just, I didn't realize how used to it I was. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> you need a minute? <laughs> <laughs> What's that roll? A two? <laughs> I'm, I'm switching dice. Do you hear? Do you want some of mine? No, I like. What is it? Three twos in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Laura is not a good D and D player. <laughs> yeah. She's not. All right, Laura is continuing to attack this creature, but just uh, so concerned yes. about Kevin. And then we're gonna have Durin go with his archers. Same thing; they're going to attack the monster. Uh, they hit once for eleven slashing damage, and that brings us up to the top of the order. All right, Woods is gonna attack again with their sickle. Before you attack, you go ahead and roll a perception check. Thirteen. So in the midst of the battle, remember it is really quiet. Mm -hmm. So you have to really rely on your eyesight to be able to see what's going on. And because you're relying on your eyesight, you look outside the cave entrance and you see that that pirate boat that was on fire is having another problem going on. And that is you're starting to see these tentacles coming up out of the ocean that are kind of grabbing onto and attacking the pirate boat that's out in the water. Like a kraken? Like a kraken. Uh -uh. It's been released. That is not okay. Am I still grappled with this thing? You definitely are. All right, well, then I'm going to attack it. Ooh, nat 20. That's going to hit. I am on fire We're today. just balancing each other out, I think. Golly. All right, so 9 and 17 total damage altogether. Uh, Callus Slayer's 7. Yep, so 7 more. And then my next, I rolled a 17, so that's going to hit. That's my offhand. We are only for 4 damage. And then uh, hit again for dirty 20 for 9. I do a lot of damage. I also somehow, I guess it's not a tank. Tank takes damage, right? Tank takes damage, yep. I'm just our healer. And You're just everything right now. <laughs> Clearly it's not I Laura. Think Laura. I think it's Laura's <laughs> doing everything Laura right here. now. I mean, Laura's she just, hasn't taken any damage. I just literally <laughs> picture her just like kind of sunbathing on a rock. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> like. All right, Kevin. Save your woman that's trying to save you. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin looks at Laura and goes. I heart you is what he's saying. Again, it's a podcast. In, 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 yeah, in sign language. It's sign language. Sign language. Yeah. I imagine they have a sign language because they cast us a lot. What did you roll? Uh, two. So, a two. Oh, so I'm going to die. What is dying with the two of you? It is official. Kevin and Laura suck at DMV. They are so bad. They're, they're going to hear about it. They're gonna, they, I'm yeah. calling them we, after. We love you, though. Yeah. We, we love them. We love you, but God. You're not, you're not you playing having so much trouble the with The real monster. Kevin would never let this happen to me. No. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Pinter is going to come back at Kevin. Uh, 13 to hit. I think misses. Uh, yeah, that misses. All right. So you guys are more just, they're just really exhausted out here just trying to find this creature. <laughs> You're just so tired from swinging this sword. And then the one that is attacking Woods is just going to continue to attack Woods. It is also looking pretty weak at this point. Um, 14 to hit. Misses. I forgot I have my little creature that's going to just keep trying to fight you guys. 11 though, or 18. That hits. This is attacking Kevin. Oh, good. For four, yeah, that, for that four piercing damage with this little claw attack that does zero D4 plus four. And that brings us up to Laura. Do it, Laura. Laura sees, Laura. The, Laura on, sees Laura. that stupid little frog scratching her man. Yeah. She's pissed. <laughs> so pissed. 
Holy <laughs> <laughs> card for that Did you crit fail. fail? <laughs> oh my. She just dies. Laura just dies. She like falls off the cliff. It's too I windy. Hate, I hate this game. Uh, voided warranty. Your weapon's damage is reduced by a quarter. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, so I'm, not, I'm not hitting it. Oh, golly. <laughs> All right, so it does less damage. It'll come in handy at some point, maybe. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the top of the order. Woods, what are you doing? I'm still grappled. This thing's still holding me. You're still grappled? I, I can't not get away from him, so I'm going to just try to cut its arm off that is grappled with me. And I rolled a two, so ten. <laughs> that means I'm gonna don't laugh. No, that means I'm gonna kick some yeah. ass. Next <laughs> time. Y'all are gonna die. All right, so we're gonna go left hand uh, for a twenty-one. Uh, no, left hand for yeah, twenty-one. That hits. And um, uh, two damage. Okay, little poke. <laughs> I can call a slayer on this one. However, Slayer's six. gonna do more than her. Yeah, damage. it is. That's it's fun. a one d eight six. All right, and then I'm gonna go back with my right hand. 19. And that one, whatever the damage is, is you're going to kill it. So how Seven. do you? So you're able to cut this arm off, and then you realize that the whole creature just turned into a black shard anyways, so you are free. Awesome. As you are looking out to check up on that pirate ship, you see a black smoke kind of appear, and then the pirate ship isn't in your view anymore, but you do see a rift out in the ocean. Oh, my gosh. And you see the tentacles of the Kraken reaching through the rift, but the rift's too small for the actual Kraken to get through. I'm out of, th- I'm out of things. You're out of, you're out of, well, you have, you did your attack and- I have a bonus action. You did the bonus action as your offhand, so you have a movement left if you want to move. You don't have to. Just, I'm just going to stay here. Yep. Stay and observe Kevin and Laura's love. Yep. Kevin, let's do this. All right. There we go. <clears throat> and now I realize why these barricades took so long to get made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, 16. Hey, you hit yes. it. Is he going to do enough damage? Uh, I'm adding three for damage. Yep. Okay, so seven damage total. Just enough. It had seven <laughs> hit points left. <laughs> so you finally killed the one creature you've been fighting. And There's then like, Ke- Kevin's going to like stand up and be like, you know, brush himself <laughs> off. And then going to look at Laura and be like... Yeah. Oh my god, I can't handle this. (laughs) And then he forgets that there's another creature that's there with him, and it's gonna reach out with its claw attack to try to claw you. Twenty-two to hit. Yep, that hits. Six piercing damage. I only did four. It does only do four, so four four piercing damage. (laughs) Thank you. I was trying to like minus one d four. Yeah, four piercing damage. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us up to Laura. Laura just doesn't care anymore. She's gonna go. Maybe that's the trick. She's just gonna go. Bop the frog on the head. Oh, wow. 18. Hey, you hit. Wow. <laughs> there it is. We just swing at the wrong target. Yeah. Just, uh, what did we say, 1d8? Yep, 1d8 plus 3. 7. 7. Nice hit. All right. Sake. And that brings us up to our enemies. They're my compatriots. There were two archers. Now they can pick their bows back up because the one that's attacking Woods has been gone. Uh, they hit once for 16 piercing damage. Wow. They do a lot. More than Kevin and Laura. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Hold on. Yep. Seven. It was reduced by a quarter. You have to take the inspiration back. Just kidding. Yeah. So uh, give him two back. Three damage. Yep. Um, is it still silent? It is still silent. I'm Partly a- because the one monster that left is called the Screecher, which is the one that they are concerned will alert other things. Okay. I am gonna <clears throat> shoot them. I'm gonna put my sickles away, and I'm gonna shoot the. Screecher. 14. 14 hits. 10 damage. Another two for Callus Slayer. 
Next hit is 18. Hits. 12 more damage. I'm going to say that we can fast forward through the rest of this combat because there's now a lot of people attacking this one creature. So eventually the creature is going to perish. Love but we it. do need to see if Kevin and Laura make it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is Kevin's hit points at? Uh, 25. Oh, he's doing fine. And Laura, I think you still at 50. I haven't been touched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I took In all the damage. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are going to make it just fine. Hey, guys, it's Sam. I just want to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at careaddresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at careaddresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. We want to fast forward this to, we're going to go in Stringham, where we see Kincaid is standing on the jock and you are currently putting the cannon into its place. The Nick Cannon. The Nick Cannon. The Nick Cannon. You're getting it set up on the boat, getting anchored into place. And what was the other enhancements we had attached to this? We had like the swinging pointy anti, barricade. Anti yeah. Game. Yep. And then, and then I, I had the had grease bags. Grease bags and a catapult, I believe. And then I think Woods was going to teach a couple of the crew archery, but I don't think that's happened yet. I don't think that's happened yet either because you guys have been hiding out at the cave together correct yeah we have not i've not taught anyone that as you are setting this into place you look out into the bay and you see smoke coming up from about half a mile away and you immediately recognize that it is the burning ship of the pirates that you had set on fire and he chuckles and the ship's just burning out there in the um harbor you have your boat it's ready to go it's loaded up are you going to pursue the pirates or are you going to sit back and watch? Um, I think Kincaid would definitely prepare the ship for battle. So alert Captain Brandon and the crew. Uh, he said it's about a half a mile. So it's pretty close. You'd be able to get there in a couple of turns if you were going to. I go. think we would prepare because it's still on fire. Yep, so still I'm just, on fire. If I don't have to fight them, I don't necessarily want to, but we're ready. We're getting ready. You wait and kind of watch this happen, and you notice that there's kind of a dark mist behind it. It takes you a little while, and you realize that, oh, that's a rift that was opening, because now you know what they kind of look like. Mm -hmm. And you see that there's some tentacles that are reaching out, kind of attacking this boat. But the pirates are fighting it off. They seem to be kind of managing their stuff. They're slowly getting this fire put out, and it looks like they might actually survive this encounter. Oh, I don't want them to survive the encounter then. They need to go down. So you're going to push off? Oh, yeah. So you load up your crew. I'm going to say at this point you have a pretty light crew with you just because there were people on the ship and Kincaid, you're like, let's go. We got yep. enough people. So you get the boat off and you start closing into that distance. Um, while we're on our way, I'm going to be readying the cannon, but I'm going to have crew be putting in a few of the grease bags in the catapult. What is your two crewmen's names? Uh, Ishmael and... <laughs> Silver. Ishmael and Silver, okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and roll initiative. And we'll have the boat just go on Kincaid's turn. You can give orders to the boat. Okay. Does that work? Yep. 17. Do I get to add my... Yep, you're playing as Kincaid now. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, 19. 
I'm gonna do so much better. <laughs> I'm gonna die when you roll a two. Not gonna happen. I was just getting that out of my system. All right, my enemy's got a 17. Sam, will you do inspiration? Oh, can I be Ishmael? Yeah, you can be Ishmael. Three. Uh, we'll add a couple. Give me. We'll give. We'll give him five. And I'm guessing I'll be silver. Seventeen. All right. So Vaso and I tied. I'll let Vaso go first. Or silver. Silver go first. <laughs> and then I'm gonna roll for my Kraken as well, just so it can do something. <laughs> it's gonna go first. Crackalackin. So as you're approaching this boat, you do see that there are about two tentacles of the Kraken, and it is still like reaching out and grabbing at the mast and it's slowly pulling the boat back into the rift, but it, the boat's fighting back to it. So they're kind of a little preoccupied with that. So you notice that majority of the pirates are at the back of the boat trying to take care of whatever that is. Okay. And that brings us up to Kincaid. Kincaid is super excited to fire Nick. <laughs> You're going to fire the cannon? Oh, yeah. Roll the D20 just to see how strong you hit the other boat. Okay. And it'll play out what happens to the other boat based on the roll. Uh, seven. Seven. So kind of a medium hit, so... We'll say that you take out a couple of the arm rails along the side of the boat, so it's easy to get on the boat and also easy to fall off the boat. Okay, I'll take it. And then you close in, so I think you would be inside of your spell casting range if you wanted to. You can attack the boat or you can attack any of the pirates that are on the boat. You do see that one of them, one of the big ogres, has spotted you, and he's got like an arm cannon kind of set up aimed at your guys' boat. I'm going to ready a spell, and then I'm going to direct... Ishmael and Silver to fire the grease bags. Okay, sounds good. On the boat. That brings us up to my enemies. The first one is going to fire his cannon at your guys' boat. Same thing, I'm just going to do our d20. I got a two, so we'll say that it kind of ricochets off the back, so maybe does a little bit of damage to the boat, but nothing that a, a day repair can't fix. Okay. And then the other enemies are kind of busy fighting off a Kraken that's at the back of the boat. That brings us up to Vaso. So, Silver. Um, yeah, so Silver, he hears Kincaid's orders, so he's going to go get the grease bags and fire them away. Go ahead and do the same thing, roll a d20, and we'll just see how extreme... I think I had five grease bags. Five grease bags, all right. So if you don't mind keeping track of that, yep. Kincaid? Two. Two. Oh my golly. It's, the, it's the roll of the night. Your first grease bag, I'm going to say it still hits the boat because you guys are trying to attack the boat, but it just barely hits the back of the boat, so only a little bit's on fire. And it's really small considering how much fire damage has already happened to this boat. Ishmael. And Ishmael. Same thing. We're firing grease bags. I got a four. Same thing. You'll hit the front of the boat this time. So you guys aren't doing too we much. We are playing these NPCs, NPCs really well. NPCs yeah. really You're well. You're non-combatant NPCs. Uh-huh. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Ishmael's an accountant. <laughs> like he's, usually, he's got his abacus. Yeah. Like, oh. He's like, what's happening? We're gonna, he he's like, we're going to run out of grease bags. We only have five. <laughs> Uh, how far away is the ogre? Uh, the ogre, at this point, your boat's probably within 40 feet of it, I'd say. So 40 feet away, 45 feet away. Okay. I want to cast the spell I had readied. I'm just going to cast frostbite on him. Okay. So I need to roll a constitution saving throw. Correct. Uh, 13. Uh, I believe mine's a 14. My ogre fails. Uh, so he takes 2d6 damage, cold damage, and has disadvantage on his next attack roll. 2d6, and he has disadvantage on his attack roll. So seven cold damage. And he has disadvantage on his attacks. I think just his next one. Enemies, uh, that's the Kraken's turn. The Kraken is going to be just attacking the boat, but I'm going to cut scenes back to the cave where Woods is kind of watching the rest of this battle. Woods is going to close the rift. Woods, it's the silence is over, right? Silence is still up because we'll say at this point, I guess at this point you guys would be done with the yeah. fight. So the science is down. So she's going to tell Laura, go get 
Basso, tell him I need him now to close another rift. Who's Vaso? Max, go get Max. Max. Max, Max the guy. The, Mac. Mac, the ogre. Okay. Yeah, Mac. The orc? The, yeah. <laughs> she is so flustered <laughs> because she's freaking out because she doesn't know if she starts closing the rift, are both of them going to close? Gotcha. And she does not want both of them closed. She only wants the one in front of her to close, not the one behind her. The one in front of you is out in the ocean. It's I understand pretty that. pretty far away. Is it too far for me to close? It would be. You don't know if you can close something that far away yet because you've always had to be within 30 feet of it to close a rift. I'm sure going to try. You're sure going to try? Okay. So try. you're standing out on the beach watching this kraken kind of yep. reaching through this rift. And as you're standing there, a shadow passes over you as you see a shadow of a young black dragon kind of fly overhead towards that open rift. Okay. Laura's ready. New plan. I got to get, I have to. Do you somebody go get Mac? Yeah. Yes. So wait, do you want me to bring him in the rift? Yes. Tell him to come here. Cause yes. Cause right. Cause I, I'm not gonna have enough time to go back through the rift and come back. Through. Yeah. Go freaking get him. <laughs> she's going to give Kevin the biggest hug and then she's going to go find boss. So. Okay. So now we're going to cut scenes back to the boat. We were at the start of the order, which was Kincaid. Uh, Kincaid's liking this cannon. He's going to reload it and fire it. Go ahead and roll your D20. 12. 12. All right. So that's another decent size hit. So we'll say at this point, you've got it kind of lined up. So you hit directly below where your last shot was. So now you've broke up some of the deck boards as well. So now there's a hole in the railing and where someone could fall through that easily. So is there an actual hole in the ship? Yeah, they say there's an actual hole in the ship, but it's still a little above the water line. So it's not taking on water yet, but you're definitely making a weak point right at that center of the boat. So if I wanted to cast bonfire in that hole, can I do it? You definitely could. I'm casting bonfire in that hole. Uh, I'm going to say since you fired the cannon, you'd have to use quickening. Oh. Fire in the hole. Oh, I'm totally doing it. I think it's two. Yeah, I think it's two to be able to do the quickening spell. Yep. Boom. All right, so you light up. The hull of the ship. It's 1D, well, 2D8 fire damage. Right, go ahead and roll it just so we see an idea of uh, how quickly the fire starts, like if it's a slow start or if it's fast, like immediately starts burning. Nine. Nine, so pretty quickly. You've sensed that maybe you might have hit some like rum storages or something like that because it definitely lit up really quickly. And that brings us to the enemies. I'm going to say the ogre who doesn't have any more shots left in his cannon is going to like try to th just throw the cannon at you guys because <laughs> he's just like raging out, but it's nowhere near close enough. So it just drops into the water. He oh gets, man. Gets upset about that, but he does spot Kincaid when he does that. And he just takes his ax out of his belt loop and just hucks it. And he is strong enough to get that far. <laughs> so I'm going to roll an attack damage against Disadvantage. Kincaid. Oh yeah. Disadvantage. Thank you. 13 was my smallest when we were doing plus threes, so. That actually hits. Uh, nine piercing damage as an axe sticks into your shoulder. Owie. And then the other pirates are still kind of busy fighting off the Kraken that is attacking them. That brings us up to Silver. Right. I want to tell him to aim the grease bag at the bonfire. Uh, Silver's going to go get the next grease bag and aim it at the bonfire. I'm going to let you go ahead and roll with advantage because you're getting direction from the first mate. My adding three. It's just a straight D20 roll to see. 19. So you definitely hit perfectly into that little hole and you see the fire quickly spread from that grease as it splatters into the hole. And it's looking pretty awesome. Nice. Kincaid, you also then notice that another ship is starting to pull up kind of next to you guys. 
And if you remember, the Order of Light was still in Stringham. So the ship that's coming next to you see is flying the flags of the uh, Ying Yang. Ying Yang, okay. But they're not really going towards the pirate ship. Instead, they are focusing on going over towards the rift that's been opened. Ah, okay. And I believe that brings us up to Ishmael. Ishmael the accountant. Ishmael the accountant. No clue what he's doing. <laughs> I want to tell you, aim the grease bag for the fire. Okay. We should be down to one grease bag left. Um, Get advantage. 13. Uh, Yeah, 13. With the 13, you're not going to quite hit perfectly into that hole. Maybe half of it hits, but it actually works out pretty well because then it helps spread the fire up onto the deck as well. Love it. Good job, Ishmael. I'm (laughs) so excited. It's got little glasses, like little Coke bottle glasses. As we're at the top of the order, so the Kraken is going to be attacking the ship. At this part, you're starting to hear it kind of crack and bend because now it's starting to get even weaker with that fire that's going through. But you then hear a screech come through. And Kincaid, that's when you see a black dragon just lands like oh. on the tentacles and just like crawls up the tentacles through the rift. Oh, and this dragon looks really familiar to Kincaid. The one we just fought at the temple? When you just fought the temple. But it doesn't look exactly the same. Instead, it's got a black haze around it that looks very Denoa-ish. Wait, I thought the dragon we fought at the temple was a Denoa. I guess we'll recap that. The black dragon you were fighting at the temple didn't have the same black haze that typically Denoas have. Oh, but when it, was it just died, a, it was just a black dragon. But when it died, it still left a black shard. It's just a Denoa. It's just a. So this is just a Denoa dragon. This is just a what you call it? Um, Denoa. Denoa dragon. That's what you kind of putting together. Okay. Wait, Denoa is the name of the place, right? Dorma is the name. Dorma. Of the place. It's a Dorma dragon, is what I was trying to say. Okay. Sorry. Got my words jumbled. <laughs> All right. That brings us back up to Kincaid. Well, I don't like the dragon there. How's how's the boat looking? Like the... The pirate the, boat? Yeah. It is looking really bad. It's got a kraken on one side and it's lit on fire on the other side. The pirates, if they were smart, you would put together, they would should abandon ship. They haven't yet. But as a sailor, that's what you would be like. They should really not be there anymore. Okay. You know, I think Kincaid would be a little more defensive with the boat. Uh, he's going to cast Fog Cloud on the boat to help disguise. I like it. So you cast Fog Cloud to kind of hide your position from the pirates yeah. and the dragon and the kraken and everything that's going on in this crazy sea. Yeah, battle. we'll see if the Order of Light, what they do. So I'm going to shield us. So I'd say you probably cover the majority of your boat. You might see the tail end of the boat kind of a little bit, but... I think I would have them position the boat so we're facing back towards the city. So it's just the tail end of the boat. So they would only see the fog cloud. They wouldn't see the tail end yeah. sticking out. Okay. So we could, I don't like the dragon. You don't like the dragon? No. Works for me. Without my two torchy buddies here to help fight it. Yep. All right. I'm going to say the enemies are really confused and now focusing on what is happening on their boat instead. So that brings us up to Silver. Um, I'm just <laughs> going to tell him to ready and attack. Yeah, he's gonna stay gra- silent. He's, he's gonna grab like a mop or something, like whatever, <laughs> whatever he can grab. A mop. I, I don't know. Yes. It, well, he's not. Is he trained to fight? Like, does he have? He's not much of a combatant. No. No, I okay. love it. I love so, it. I, I mean, I guess he'll just grab something. So, I'm ready. Yeah, he'll yeah. just grab just, a mop and be like, so just ready get, to go. Get the last grease bag on the catapult. I thought we were out. No, there's one more. Oh, is there? Okay. Just get ready to fire it. I did. I thought we were out. Okay. So no, we'll grab the last. So, so Ishmael watches this and he goes and picks up the mop. <laughs> so he's like, but he's like, he's now rolled up his very white silk shirt. So he is like, and he is, has such fury in his face because he is like, 
This is his new thing. Okay. Can you see through the fog cloud? Can I personally see? Yes, it? the caster. I don't think they no, can. I don't think so. No, I don't. It doesn't say. Okay. I would say it no. It just says it's heavily obscured. So you will hear signs or sounds of battle coming from the other side of the fog cloud. But at this point, they're not focused on you anymore. And you can't really tell what's happening because of your fog cloud, but nothing is attacking your ship until you feel a heavy thud kind of land on the front of the ship and you can hear the wings flapping and you know that the dragon has found your ship and not only found it but landed on it and as you get everyone prepared to go you feel something kind of go running past you and what you notice is that golden figure which you know is the purple blades just runs past you fully formed again and then the fog cloud dissipates just enough for you to see him tackle into this black dragon and they both just tumble off the side of the boat into the water all right <laughs> okay. I feel like um, everything in our storyline is like happening right now. Yeah. We're just missing like the professor. Can can Silver and Ishmael guide the boat? Are yep. they like sailors? Yep, they're sailors. That's what their primary role is. Accountant sailors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm gonna tell them get the boat back to the town and let Captain Brandon know what's going on. Aye. aye and aye. then Kincaid's jumping in the water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. We're going to cut scenes back over to the cave because you guys don't know any of this that's going on. (laughs) You just saw a dragon fly in, and then I guess Woods probably watched it climb through the rift. Yeah, Woods is going to, Woods wants to close the the rift. But first, we got to see what Vasa is doing because that's what I'm really curious about. So Laura comes out to inform Vasa that Woods needs you inside the rift. She. Uh, Basso. I don't know what Lord's. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it. You, you, so you know me as Mac. Oh, Mac. Red needs you to go close a rift. Um, like now. Can can <laughs> she not? Is she hurting? Like why can't she close it? Because it's like far away. There's like a ship that's caught on fire, and you need to go help Kevin. Kevin's really hurt. Come on, okay. and she's gonna like um, run this way. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's this uh, way. Yeah. So uh, Red Basso, needs you. We all need you. All right, so I'm going to roll for this one okay, of what I'm going to do because I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. So even he's going to go yes! through the rift. Okay. I love Dandy so much. Odd, he closes the rift. Oh! Okay, sounds good. It is a 13. No! All right, so Vasa's closing the rift. So go ahead and cast your rift stitch. I mean, though, I guess we know that's going to take, I think it was 20 hit 20. points is what Woods opened it for. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so Vasa closes the rift. Not that rift. <laughs> Do I know what's happening? I guess, Lord, were you going to make it back? Oh, she through? was running. Yeah, she was like, this oh, way. Oh, to get to Kevin, yeah. Yep. This way. So yeah, Lord I was made like... it through the rift before it got closed, and then you turn around and see that the rift is closed. Idiot. <laughs> I don't know if Laura wants to go inform Woods of this or not. Um. Did you, where's, where's Mac? Uh, well... He, uh, well, what, Laura? He, uh, well, he like, he like closed the rift. What rift? He closed a rift. He, co- oh my god, she is fuming right now. I said, uh, I was like, is, I was like, she I is, went, she's gonna run back to where the rift was. This is what happened. I was, I went to Mac and I was like, Mac, like you need to close like the rift, like now. No, not that like, rift. You told him to close that rift. He, you didn't tell him the rift in here. <laughs> I was worried about you and I was worried about Kevin. I was like, you need to come close to the rift. She he, is, I guess he closed she it. She is beyond, like, she is Kevin. fuming. She's just going to go 
hug Kevin. I think we made that lady mad. Um, <laughs> she's going to reach into her bag and chug two health potions. Yo, are they 1d4s? 2d4 plus four, I think is what they are. Six. So ten is the first one. All right, she's going to just take one for right now. Uh, and she is going to reopen a rift into the freaking cave. Running back into the cave and opening yes. so it's in the same spot? Yes. Okay, sounds good. Wow. stitch. Rift creation. Okay. It takes four soul damage if the damage is used to open or extend a rift. But I am holding the bow of Lucha, so now I need to think of angry thoughts, right? It is so easy because <laughs> I'm literally... I'm going to kill him. I'm going to shoot him with my arrow when I get through there, and I'm going to leave him to die okay. because that is what he just did to me. So do you want me to roll for this? I'm going to just automatically take damage. What do you want here? Um, go ahead and roll it just so we see how big your rift was as you created it. Um, four, eight. So 16 because you're uh, doubling it because you're so angry. 16. 20, 16, yeah. 17, 18, 20, it'd be 22. So you make a moderate size rift, even a oh, little. Oh, hang on. I don't even know if I have that many. Even a little bit bigger than your last rift. This will be perfect if you pass out for making a rift because that is very in character right now. She's so angry. Hold on. I got a little carried away here. She only, only takes half damage. You only take 11, yeah. Oh, I only take 11? Yeah. You just, because of your using the bow, you're able to double what your roll is for oh, your gotcha. rift opening and closing. No, I'm still alive. I have. Yeah, I'm still alive. So you open the rift slightly bigger than it was before. Uh, I walk through it. Do I see Vaso? I don't know. I'm not Vaso. Are you, are you standing <laughs> in front of the, Are you standing in front of the thing? So I feel like after he closes the rift. <laughs> yeah, he's going to regret this. No, like he's going to. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm going to let you edit this episode. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, so after he closes his rift, he, he needs to get out of the cave. Cause yeah, like, he's regretting cause his like, decision. Well, no, like he, he's, he's got like this conflicted, angry, angry he's angry, and like it, it, he just, he kind of lost control. Yeah, so I'd that, say the villagers that are there are also mad at you at first. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm just going to leave. I'm okay. going to go out and um, out to the beach. And then I guess, does he see all this going on? Yes. So as you look out on the beach, about a half a mile offshore, you, I guess it'd be about a mile offshore from your vantage point. You see a ship on a lot of fire. And then you see a Kraken tentacles reaching through a rift kind of attacking. But you also see a ship from the Order of Light. And you can see that they have already casted Rift Stitch. So the rift is starting to get smaller. It just, they haven't finished actually closing that rift yet. Okay. So he's going to start heading up, but like he wants, he doesn't want the order to see him. So he's going to be like sort of, I guess, I, I'm guessing like it's like beach and then like woods. Yep. So he's, he's actually going to be like in the woods area, but like kind of getting closer. Yeah. I mean, it's in the water, so you're not going to get any closer to the boat. Okay, so it's like a mile, mile away. out. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess he's he's just gonna kind of sit in the woods and like watch, like watch what's happening and make sure nothing nothing bad happens. I guess. Okay. <laughs> what is if something bad happens? What is Vasa gonna do? I I, I don't know. <laughs> like probably nothing. He doesn't know. Foreshadowing. <laughs> just guessing. So he's feeling kind of lost and confused as Vasa is. Yeah. Perfect. Let's jump back into. Oh come on. The water. Kincaid, you jump into the water and you see that the dragon is fighting with the golden 
light figure. Seems to be a pretty equal battle. Kind of like they're both savagely just attacking at each other. Okay. And you also notice that there are some dark shards that are kind of floating in the water from the pirate ship. Yes. But you also notice that there are some corpses that are floating in the water as well. Okay. Good. Uh, Kincaid is going to pull out his plus two magical dagger. Yep. And he's trying... I'm picturing as the dragon's wings, like, webbed. It's got that, like... Mm -hmm. uh, He wants to try to stab the wing and do, like, a pull down. So I don't think I've actually swung the dagger. Is it... Uh, I I guess I'm proficient. It's going to be dexterity. You'll be proficient in it. And it's plus two, so you get to add your proficiency, dexterity, and plus two. So I get to add plus seven? Yes. Probably. That sounds about right. Okay. So 1d20 plus seven. Uh, 21. That hits. And then a dagger is 1d4. Yes. Plus your dexterity, plus your... What? No, I have to like remind myself I'm not mad at Nick the person. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> okay. So upset. So plus... 1d4 yep. plus 4. Yep. Okay. Uh, 5 damage. Okay. So you get a decent hit on the dragon. It's not really paying attention to you because it's attacking what it was already attacking originally. Yeah, I'm just trying to damage wings so it can't fly. As you're underwater, since noise travels really well in water, you're definitely hearing like cracking and crushing. And as you're looking up, you see that the pirate boat falling on its side now. So you're starting to feel like, okay, that's probably wrapping up up, up there. Okay. I'm going to just have the black dragon do a wing attack just to see if you get caught up in it. Uh, a 24 to hit. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to take half of it, though, because it's not you're not its primary target. You're just getting caught up in it. Um, so it's six bludgeoning damage. And let's go ahead and just do two rounds here, and then we'll uh, jump back up. So it is your turn. I just thought, oh, I have resistance to cold lightning and thunder. Yeah, not bludgeoning, though. Not bludgeoning. Um, I don't think any of my spells will work underwater, so, um, you know. All the fire ones we realized would work as steam and hot water if you wanted to use it. That was what we've already established because you did have so many fire spells as a water creature. I think I'm smart enough not to cast um, lightning bolt underwater. Are you? I would think so. Okay. Kincaid's smart. So I'm picturing I still have my dagger in the wing. Okay, so you're so holding on. Maybe I'm that's hol- why you took the damage because yeah. you're not letting go. So I'm holding on, and then just for good measure, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt, which is a beam of crackling blue energy. You make an attack on that one, I think, right? Yep. Uh, I'm going to cast it as a level 2. 15. 15 hits. Sweet. All right. Um, that's 2d12. 9 plus another, I think, 3 because it's a lightning. Tempest storm thing. Yep. The dragon's not doing that hot because you're dealing at lightning damage. It's already fighting the golden shard. So it's going to kind of do one of its last ditch efforts and it lets out its acid breath, but it's underwater. So how this works is it's going to start mixing with the water and just kind of make like a small pool of acid. Um, so you go to make your dexterity saving throw to see if you can swim away um, before you kind of get uh, engulfed with acid water. Uh, 13. 13 fails. So you're going to take half of it again because it's diluted because of the water. Um, so half of 49 is... 25. 24 because you round down. So you take 24 acid damage as you're trying to swim out of the way, but you didn't quite get out fast enough. Or if you want to stay in there, just keep collecting again, but I assume you back away at this point. Well, yeah, because I'm at negative hit points. Are you at negative hit points? All right, so you fall unconscious in the water, and I guess you'll start floating up to the surface like a dead fish. Yes, I'm not going to drown. Like a dead fish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and we will cut back to that in a minute. Let's go over to Vasos hiding in the woods, (laughs) and Woods, you just appeared out of the rift. 
I just came out of the rift and I am holding Lucha's bow in my hand, fervishly looking for Vaso. Um, and the I feel like the crowd just like points, like they, they know. The crowd points outside because they would be staying in the cave during yep. all this commotion. So no one actually sees where Vaso went once he left the cave. So I'm running sure. at this point to find him. Do I find him? When you get outside and then say you're going to have to try to track him unless Vasa's making noise. Are you making noise? I'm just sitting there, like just trying to... Um, so a survival check. 13. I'm going to say you don't find him immediately, so you have a second to kind of collect your emotions before you find him. Nope. My emotions are not collected. They are okay. amping up even more. Okay. So I'm like... <sighs> and then I find him and I lock eyes on the back of his head and I'm going to full speed sprint and tackle him to the ground. Vasa, you can make a perception check to see if you hear her coming because she's not being quiet. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of know she's coming, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm okay. just going to... I literally throw him to the ground. What is wrong with you, you stupid quarter orc? I was freaking in there! You obviously, you obviously your life! You obviously don't listen to me. Because anytime, any life, anytime I get close to a rift, I lose control. You obviously don't listen figure to me. Figure it out. You gotta figure it out. Gain control, buddy. Are okay, you freaking fine. kidding me? Fine, I'm gone. This is over. No, and this she is, is over. She is so mad and that then a rift. Vato just walks. A he rift. Just, he just walks away. A rift. She is literally so angry holding this thing that a rift is gonna open above her and she's gonna pass out. So you open a rift and then you pass out. Yep. So Sorry, guys. That, that was wild. <laughs> I was like, I'll have, to, I'll have to tone that down a little for the audience, but Sorry. that's okay. No, you're fine. I love it. That was so good. <laughs> also, I don't like when you yell at me as a person. <laughs> I've never heard Nick yell, so I was like, oh, oh, my, oh my God. I, oh, we need a minute. I'm not mad at Nick the person. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we're in character. No, we're so good, but I need a minute. You that's obviously fine. don't listen. Um, that was great. <laughs> All right, hold All on. Right. Five, ten, we'll give, 15, 20, we'll give 20, Sam 30, a minute. 40. All right, I am down to zero hit points, and there's a rift above my head. So, Vasa, you get in your yelling match. I'm assuming you turned to leave because you said, I'm gone or I'm done. What did you say? Yeah, I said, um, uh, then obviously this is over, and he starts walking away. So as you're walking away, then a rift opens above woods, and you see her pass out. Okay, um, I'm going to turn around. She's, she's on the ground. She just passed out, fell unconscious. Okay, I'm going to close the rift. So you use, you close the rift. How many hit points did you have left? Uh, 15. 15, so it takes 30 because you had the bow in your um, hand, right? I had, I'm sorry, it wasn't a full 15. It was uh, 8. 8, so sorry, it, it has eight. 16. So you yep. need to take 16 hit points to be able to close the rift, which you have resistance for, so I guess it's only 8. Yep, so I'll close it, and then I don't have any... Can I, like, she has, like, healing stuff on her, right? She does. She has okay. a healing potion on her still. Okay, so I'm, I'm actually going to grab her healing stuff and then uh, bring her back. So you're going to give her a healing potion so she's not going to bleed I out? Thought, I thought you were going to drink it. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cold. Like, you're passed out. I'm passed no, out. <laughs> hey, the rift is closed, so I'm not. You're like when, normal when, again. Yeah, when the rift is closed, yeah. it's, it's yeah. clearly two hot-head Italians. Like, that's just yeah. what this is. <laughs> Does Wood want to wake up from this, or do you think she's emotionally taxed and still unconscious? She's, um, so she's going to, like, kind of come to a little bit and, like, grab, like, look up. They're going to lock eyes, and she's going to smirk, hold his arm, and then pass out. But she's not dead. Sounds good. 
everything came out of her at that moment. Okay. Um, yeah, so Vaso, he, he's going to stay because he wants to make sure Woods is okay. So he's going to, I don't know, heal her back, I guess. Yeah, I, just, so. I feel like I just need some time to hang out. As you're sitting there watching, kind of holding Woods, you look out into the bay and you see that the Order of Light has sealed the rift and those tentacles from the Kraken are starting to dissipate. And then you see them kind of fishing people out of the water. You know, like that's what you're kind of seeing from a distance. So the battle has finished out in the water. But Kincaid, during this time, you were bleeding out. So let's go ahead and roll at least one death save. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. This is so emotional What is today. it? Uh, D20, you have to get 10 or better to save. 10 or better. T- oh, today's not the day for you for this. Nine. Nine. Okay. Oh! So you have, no, you have one fail. What is going through Kincaid's head? Like what in his backstory is he thinking about? Um, what I regrets think regrets does he have? I think he's thinking about home and how he lost to, I'm just going to call him the Triton Necromancer. Okay. How he lost to him and he lost all of his troops to this guy and how he claims he knew his dad and he's he's just angry. Did Kid Kane have to watch his friends die or was he exported out of the battle early in it? He watched most of them die. Okay. And he teleported. knew that the necromancer was turning the other population into like zombie type people. So he's mad he didn't save them. He's mad uh, that he lost to this dragon. He's just he's just angry that he he feels like a failure in this moment. As you're having that feeling, you feel your body raise to the surface, but a little bit faster than normally floating. You don't know why, because you're not able to open your eyes or see, but you feel like you're rising quickly. Okay. Go ahead and make one more death save. Don't roll a one. Please don't <gasps> roll a one. Please don't. <laughs> Man, should I roll inspiration? Use my inspiration? Yes. Yes. Right. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Use everything you got, man. <laughs> oh, it's an eight. So you had one more fail. So something else in his backstory oh that you were regretting. That he's regretting? Or something negative in his backstory. I guess. Basically, I'm thinking this as you're bleeding out. And when you get lower than the 10, you're starting to lose hope. You know what I mean? Like you're not turning around the corner, you're losing hope. I guess his other re- his other like regret would be he wasn't close to his dad. Like, you know, his dad was trying to teach him more melee stuff, more of like a fighter, but he more gravitated towards his mom's spellcasting ability. Okay. So maybe he feels like he betrayed his dad a little bit. As you're having that thought, you feel... A hard grab on the back of your shirt as you feel yourself get pulled up and flopped down on the deck of a boat. Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.